0: face with hard luck, face with hard luck, luck, card hard luck, with luck.
1: Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show, bringing you back the second part of Big Trouble. If
2: you haven't checked out Big Trouble Part 1, make sure you go back and listen to the last episode.
1: So without further ado, let's check out the second part of Big Trouble on The Hard Luck Show. that I came from to lean on. I didn't have anybody to you know what I'm saying to go home to or whatever. I was either in the streets or I was in jail. Yeah. And I was 150% game banging. I was a game banger. I wasn't just a game member. I was I was a game banger. I was with the dirt. I right. was just shit's going on. I'm I'm quick. I was on it. And um I was I was ready to fight, ready to do whatever, ready to shoot. Then my name was all over the walls. Gladiator. I mean, I was oh, I was straight gladiator. So I had nothing else, nothing else going on. I had no ambitions of anything. But as we know, life is lived forward, but it's understood backwards. So only looking back can we see how we got to certain points in our life. But at the time, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's all that, was, that I was doing. I didn't know that I could make something of myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I had my daughter and it made me think about, oh, shit, I got somebody that's attached to me. I, I passed my blood on. I passed my genetics on to somebody else. It gave me something to... It, almost like you know when they say you have nothing to lose it gave me something to lose right so it made me think about doing things different when you're out there you don't have nothing to lose you really you don't have any really sense because there's nothing really to think about there's no consequences if i die i die if it happens it happens right. yeah but now if you die your daughter doesn't have a dad well not just my well at that time it right. was my daughter so right. if i die then my daughter has to figure out what the fuck happened to her dad yeah, And everybody else has explained to her, and she right. never knew me. So it gave me a different way of thinking about things. So when I got out of 99, I got another situation, and I had another kid on the way. So it made me think, like, okay, now I'm going to have a little family. I was going to be, be a little family man, but my heart was still in my hood. Yeah. And it's because I didn't really know too much else. I used to work out. I played sports. But I, I knew I was beyond my chance of of being something in sports i felt like i could have maybe even possibly went to the nfl as a wide receiver because i was good yeah um but at that time i was so involved in gangbanging there's no way i could have did that right so that was out uh sports you know that's a way out of the hood and i couldn't do it um as far as business um i learned how to do business by selling dope in the hood i learned i learned product sales um uh, you know, the uh, customer service. I, kn- I learned, I learned all that shit by slanging dope in the hood. Right. Watching the homies slang rocks. You know right. what I'm saying? Real shit. That's how I learned it and to this day, I still on apply. The on the job training. And I still apply those things to this day, wow. the things that I learned in business. But at the time, I was just a warrior and all I wanted to do was war. So me at home and then having kids and then being a warrior, I was like, what do I do with myself? Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. because. Did you think about joining the military at all? I was against it because, not because of any other reason out there other than because they work for the government. Right. So now uh-huh. you be carrying their fucking shit. Right. And to me, okay, so I have a lot of homies that are in the military. Sure. A lot of people that are military, ex-military. We talk about things and a lot of the things that we talk about are the same. Death is death. You see your homie you get smoked next to you. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. It has. A, it takes a toll on you. Sure. Military, gangbanging, there's a lot of similarities. When you're gunfighting, when you're in in hostile environment, when people are trying to take your head off, all those things, that it affects you the same way. So it wasn't about the violence and, and all that that I didn't want to go. It was about I'm fighting somebody else's war when we're out here fighting our own war because this is a war that I can kind of pin my you know pin my hat on and say okay i know about this matter of fact our neighbors don't even get along me and luck we got history yeah i've been over here on this side of town shit i i, I crashed a car right here down the street uh coming out this way i was i was with the shit you know what yeah. i mean and uh right here on what is it 22nd 21st and pico down the street uh i don't know if wow. you if you remember that in 92 but there was a little thing right here and a car yeah, crashed yeah, into yeah, the yeah, tree yeah, yeah, yeah. i was in that car and, uh, you know what I mean, somebody had uh, somebody in a, in a in a in a regal shot at me, and shot some glass. I still have glass in my head from that. I was with the shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, what I mean, and, and, and every time. I, but then. OK, so. At that time, I didn't know what else to do with myself, like I said, uh, fast forward to that. I didn't know I was, you know, so I, I got into, you know, tattooing, slinging ink and that was my little hustle. Uh, but I went right back to the streets. And I was like, you know what? This is all I know. So what I did was I separated myself from my kids and said, I'm not going to bring this shit around my kids. So my kids were with their moms and their grandma or whatever, and they were being raised and uh, I didn't take it around them. So I kind of lost out on having my kids young because I couldn't, I didn't find myself yet. Yeah. So I knew I had something to lose and all it did was make me.
0: Get away from it.
1: No, it didn't make me get away from it. It made me do things differently. Okay. So I didn't get away from it. I didn't say, I'm not doing this anymore. I said, I got to do this different. I got to do it carefully. I got to do it, um, you know, kind of instead of forcefully, you got to do it finesse. You got to finesse. You know I
0: it. mean? From the family, you had to get away from them because you were going to try to do it some sort of smart way.
1: Right, right. But, but I knew that whatever I became had to come from what I was at the time, which was I was, I was a street boy. So slinging ink, I got into tattooing, got into body piercing and all that. Um, and I was still out there slanging, slanging my dope, pushing dope to other states, and doing all that. I mean, I don't care, it's this is years ago, they can't do anything to me now, right? But at the time, that's what I was doing, sure. So, I had a so this is how I got in entertainment. So, it, this has a, you guys are familiar with uh, Noel G, yeah. So, he has he, he was one of the first dudes that I met, he lived in my neighborhood at the time, and he was doing like uh. Fast and the Furious they filmed part of that when they did that they lined up in that race that was in my hood Hmm. and um, he he had everything to do with that I didn't have any ambitions to be part of that at all I didn't even think about it but I was like when we watch these shows when they show like a homie or like a gangster I just felt like they weren't they weren't getting it right they weren't getting it right ever They weren't authentic enough. And then if they did do it right, then they did too much. And then that came with repercussions because they were exposing a lot. You have to find a way to be hood without incriminating other people. I mean, that's just exposing. You can't do that. But at the same time, even colors. If you watch colors and you look at them, there's a couple people in there that are real homies from the streets or whatever. But most of them are actors and they just didn't do it right.
2: Or they're, or they're being told to read lines and shit that are all fucked up. And then you're like,
1: who says that? Nobody, Nobody talks about like that. Right. Right. So kinda, it kind of spun into this where I knew Noel G, but I had a f- common friend. Uh, we had a mutual friend, real close friend of mine at the time. And he knew Noel G because they used to be at the casino together all the time. You Noel know, G's like, he, he, he's a casino guy. So uh, we're at the Hustler Casino. We're on the blackjack table. And uh, you familiar with uh, Carlos Ayala, Creeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know him yet, but I had saw him, met him a couple times there. But at this time, we're at, this, um, at the uh, blackjack table. So we're there, whatever. And they're talking about doing this movie. This is when they were filming for the movie SWAT. So they were like, oh, we're going to be getting this, uh, this movie in. There's going to be homies in it, whatever. So my homie that was with me was like, you should get trouble in the movie. This will be hard. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. At the time... I was blasted. And as we know, back then, even 20 years ago, not that many people were super blasted. I mean, I got my head done, my neck, my face, you know, everything. So, It just started getting like that recently. But at <laughs> right. the time, yeah, right. that Everybody, time, there wasn't a lot of people. Not even shit affiliated did. and shit. There's people oh, yeah. with right. face shit, right. right? Totally. So back then, uh, I had no ambitions of doing that because I'm like, I'm too hardcore right. for this. They're not going to put me on this shit. You when do you scare ever scare the cameraman? When no. do you ever see somebody that looks like me on that? But they're like, no, 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 we need you. It's, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're this and that. So it ended up being something where they were like, come down. And really, it was Carlos. Carlos was the one that was like, you should come down and meet uh the people and that's when i ended up meeting uh manny jimenez from right, suspect right, entertainment right, right. Suspect yeah entertainment. we know manny so uh i went up going down to their spot and there was a lady named stella who was also one of the managers there and we were at her house in lincoln heights uh that's when i met uh milo rivera and you know they had a thing where they used to train each other and kind of come on as like they were putting homies out there in tv and in music videos and doing photo shoots. And that's how I met Estevan, Because Estevan was like the main camera guy. So... Esteban was out there taking headshots of everybody and I just came I was like okay this is something at first I was like nah I'm, what the fuck am I gonna do but then I went along with it just yeah. to see what it was yeah. to see what's going on and what I was, was like, the most surprising thing for you on your first
0: experience
1: like was it craft services you're
0: like fuck look oh, at this Oh, that's sandwich. always
1: the best but uh, no because <laughs> even before I got exposed to craft, craft services I was never on set yet it was a being around the people that had already been out there well,
2: Wait a minute. you know what though what I will say is, is that Trouble. I was. You were probably the first dude on like a major film or major shit that had his face tatted. Me and Triggs. You and Triggs. It was and it. and because people were bringing it up, people were like, "Hey, they about with the face face yeah. tattooed." Because they're just at that point in time, a bunch of people. It was like little YA babies that were hardcore. Maybe right. had some shit on there. You know what I'm right, saying? But right. you, the first, the first, yeah, you and Triggs, the first people you really saw. And when they were talking about a dude with his face tatted, they were talking about him. Right. You're, I remember when I first saw you on screen. I was like, "What's that full from?" You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah that was it. It, it. And I had no. It, wor- it worked for you. It worked. Yeah. It worked. So once I got there and they saw that, okay. Because here's the thing: you asked me about the surprise. Okay, so when when you go to we're gonna back up and go to prison. When you go to prison, most people that are from the streets and then they go to prison, they see people from like for instance, me and you, if we were younger, we might have beef because of our neighborhoods. For yeah. whatever reason, that's just the way it is. But me and you go upstate, and all of a sudden we're yeah, like, right, Oh we shit, not we, only are we homies, but we're from the same area. Yeah. We got Yeah get squashed. You know what I'm so you're gonna
2: be sailed up and road dogging right. with your direct enemies. Right. On top of it, right? right.
1: We've had yeah. a, a ton of a ton of friends come
0: through that they've explained for sure that what's on the outside is what it is. When it goes in, it's a whole different
1: ballgame. Right. So that's, that, and that's kind of training for you to, to mature. Right. You know what I'm saying? Into, yeah. into what we're that. doing now. If you look at the homies that I brought right here, yeah. they're also from a rival neighborhood than mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got beef. I'm surrounded by rivals right now, but I don't feel any kind of, you know what I'm saying, animosity right. at all. There's nothing but love right here. Right, Why? Right, right. Because yeah, we're I'm mature. We're beyond that. But how do we get to that point? You can't be a knucklehead off the street and then never, you know what I'm saying, be exposed to that and then understand it. And we've been yeah. exposed to it. Like you said, we could be sellies. And, and right. you could be sellies with somebody that you might have had a shootout with. And you just got to. Yeah, they it, killed your homies and all right. that. And
2: now you guys got to be road dogs.
1: Now you guys, I mean. And you become road dogs. You know? and, it's, and it's crazy. A lot of people don't understand it. They don't see it. And, and that's the way it is. But if you think about this, let's, let's, let's expand here. So, for instance. You got two brothers yeah. from the same family. Yeah. Okay. They're in the same house. Matter of fact, that's an example right there. Yeah. You grew up together. You and your brother are going to fight about something. Sure. You guys are going to have disagreements. You guys are going to fight. You, might, you guys might even squabble. Right. You guys might even try to pull a knife on each other or whatever it is and right. throw you know, I Fuck you, cool, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll in it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Depending on the circumstances. Okay. So let's further that. Let's go. Let's take those two brothers and let's go outside. Let's go. Let's take them to the park. Now there's, some, but there's two other guys out there. So these two brothers are going to they're gonna road dog it. They're going to get tight. And they're yeah. going to say, okay, it's us against them. If they got beef, now all of a sudden the brothers don't got beef. That shit gets squashed. Yeah. Now we got beef with these dudes. Where do they live? Around the corner? Well, they're not us. They're not our family. Now let's take those same two dudes and add them to the equation and say we got some dudes from the other side of town. We're on the west side. Let's say some people from the east side come over, and they're acting up. They got four or five dudes from the east side. They're coming over here. Now, all of a sudden, the two brothers and the two dudes from around the corner are going to band together. Yeah. You're not going to come over here and act like that. 9-11. Right, right. So you got beef, and all of a sudden, you don't got beef because you squash it.
0: 9-11. So- <laughs> like we, uh, the, not, the United States is not unified. Everyone's pissed off. Everybody hates everybody. We get attacked from some outside force. of or a sudden. Was we- it? Okay. Right, right, well, right, all right. right, right, right we'll right, get right. into true, that. That's right. like show true, number true. four. That's right. true. Right. right, right. right, right. Okay. Pers- the perception was right. we got attacked from somebody outside. We band together.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Because
0: right. a common enemy. Right. Right. The enemy of my enemy is my friend.
1: Right. So I get all that. Right. The, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and so when you when you band together, you put your difference to the side. Now, all of a sudden, you go into your hood, and you you know we're talking about we understand the life of of gangs. So we're in the gangs. Not a, I don't get along with all my homeboys. I fight with a with a lot of them, yeah. huh? and I still and forever I won't get along with them. And I love
0: I, my wife. I fight with my wife. Well, I mean, come no, on. There you go. So,
1: but but if you go, <laughs> you guys go outside. You guys are going to band together against everybody else. As soon
0: as the baby shows up, we band together. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> so if we if we take that and we say, okay, now we're in, we're we're two different people from different neighborhoods, but we're going to a place where we recognize each other. Oh, you're from Santa Monica? Shot from Hawthorne. I, that's only like two or three cities away. Right, we know, right, right, right. we know what's up. We're yeah. from the same. Yeah. We might even know each other's homies same or whatever. Aria. Same area. Same <laughs> area. And we might even know some of the same females. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, there's just yeah, a lot of yeah, things yeah, exactly, we we'll yeah. talk. Okay, so now we recognize each other. And we're for, we're up north and we got a, you know, people up yeah, there, yeah, San yeah, yeah, Fresno, yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. And we're like, "Nah, me and you, we got we, we might have problems on the streets, but guess what? Here, yeah. this all we know." Right. Now you go somewhere and you might even be in another state. You might be in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Now those people from Northern California were like, man, they're from California, though. Right. Mm -hmm. So you may even band together with them against other people in another state. Of course. You go to another country, same thing. So what I'm saying is you learn that you have differences but at certain points, depending on the circumstances, you have to put those differences aside to band together. Right. And That's where we're at now. That's what that's what we're doing right. for a
2: bigger for a bigger cause, bigger cause, bigger cause.
1: Bigger cause. Right. You have to. Some people can't put the difference to the side, and that's why we can't grow. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. That's you see what I'm saying? I mean, that's brother. in all kinds of different scenarios. Some people ain't gonna grow. They're
0: not.
2: They don't want to grow, and they ain't gonna grow. And it's yeah. not meant for everybody to grow. That's right. Not everybody gets to go.
1: Well, no. and it's not meant for everybody to to make it because then That's it wouldn't right, be a big deal right, to make
2: right, it. right
1: right 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 right. well if it, i mean if it was easy everybody would do it right so, so back to back to the the, the my yeah, point did you ever get to craft services yeah well my point was <laughs> that when i got into the acting i saw people from all these different neighborhoods right and the ones that made it were the ones that were able to put the difference to the side and say okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then if we want to get together whatever later i saw homies come through and they just couldn't they couldn't put it to the right, side. Right.
0: right? They didn't realize that this part of the game has a completely different set of rules. And if you can't act
1: right here, then that's the end of the opportunity. And didn't
2: Manny kind of put his foot down at one point in time with like, if you guys weren't going to get along, you guys were just assed he, out. Well,
1: he got rid of me because I got busted. So he mm. had his rules. He said, if you guys are going to trip, if you guys are going to be, if you show up drunk, if you show up, whatever. Because you, right. the thing is, is that that was a professional environment. Right. That's the difference. I became a professional. That's what made me, that's what that's what made me. That's what created that lane for me is because I became a professional. Other people would would come on, they'd be in the music video doing this and that, but then they would be tripping. They would be, mm. they would bring the gangbanging, they would right. be whatever. And we're here to show the rest of the world what we got, what we're doing. Mm. And that's what made it for me. That's why I was able to to kind of stand out, not just because of the way I looked, but because of I was able to put on a professional hat right, right and say, yeah. look, I'm from I'm from the hood. But I'm, but I'm. That's not what I'm here for. Right. That's not right. the job here. That's right. not this. This is not what's pertained to this scenario. We're we're here to to show the rest of the world whatever. Now I didn't have rivals and this and that, but believe it. When they came, you know, what I'm saying obviously it's like okay, well they know who I am, know where right. they're from. We we say our respects in them, and them, that's it. Right. As long as we're respectful, right. I know where you're from. You know where I'm from. Okay, that's not what we're here for. Now what are we doing? Right. So the respect was there, and the people that didn't do that couldn't make it that's what was the most surprising thing for me because Manny had homies yeah real homies real affiliates from from different neighborhoods all over la girls you know all that people you know how it is people peacock and they want to be like i'm the shit you know what i mean i'm the one i'm this i'm that whatever and, and they just fall off right. so for me when i first came on it was more or less to because sh- there was some other people that were actors that weren't real homies but they were playing those roles like for instance no lg obviously we know you know he plays the role of of the homies, but as far as I know, he he's not blasting, yeah, never he's Never been to jail. That, he's, right, not, right, 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 he's not. He's not right. on That's that. Interesting. But he has played those uh, a lot. Right. Um, but he had to learn that. He had to pick that up from from somewhere. And right. being around certain people and and you know and us being around allowed for people who were not that to pick up on that. For real. So so so.
0: And, and, and I'm kind of curious because <clears throat> I went to your... Who runs your Instagram? My Instagram... I mean, I, I get on there. I run it. No, I know. But the the link tree, I was like, all right, let's check this out. And I hit the, the link tree, right? And it took me to uh, your YouTube list. Right. All right. So I'm looking at this and I'm just curious. And listen, I'm not... I'm not trying to get any crazy stories or anything. You're in control, whatever. (laughs) But I want to ask you about it because it's interesting. So you're in a Drake video, Energy. Right. Right. What was that like? Was there anything notable (laughs) about that? Like you were like, hey, that was cool or it
1: was or blah, blah, blah. Okay. So a lot of the stuff that I do, I really don't know. Okay. I'm not even asking
0: about the man. I'm just asking about your experience. No,
1: nothing about him because I didn't even know it was him until I got there. Right. They didn't tell me, oh, you're going to be in this, you're going to be in that, or what it was, or anything, until we were on, until I was walking in. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is for Drake, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. And at the time, I mean, he actually blew up since then even more, right? right? But. Uh, I didn't know, and I didn't meet him. I didn't see him. He wasn't there. Right. It's not like the when we did the with the Nicki Minaj and Tyga, they were there. We, yeah. we, we, we were there. But I was kind of curious about some stories about that too, as well. Uh, there's not that many stories. That, that was the <laughs> last time. I, that was the last time I worked with Triggs. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? That's really the, it. Last time me and him, you know, got a little burn and, uh, and you know what I mean? That was the last time I really got to play. But, post like, let's
0: him. just say, maybe not even this one, but, like, do they play – are they playing the music on the set to yeah. get you yeah. guys to dance or do whatever it
1: is you're going to do in the background? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't recall ever dancing in the videos, but I know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? The uh, No, they play the music um, – they play it over and over again, as a matter of fact. By the end of the day, you know the song. You know right. the lyrics because they play that shit over and over again. But usually we don't know what they're doing. A lot of the, um, you know, the storyline and everything is already written out. And they kind of look for people to play these roles and kind of stand out and, and bring. What they're doing is just bringing like a like a wow factor. They want to awe some people. They want right. to say, hey, this is something that we're doing. And at that time, like for instance, when I did Good Charlotte, this was 20 years ago no, I when I did Good Charlotte. i ask you about Good Charlotte because that's a completely different vibe. That was my very first video. Was that very first video? Yeah, you did. You did the Blink one too, right? Blink 182 driving the car, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that the
0: anthem. Oh, good charlotte stevon
1: has, a- has everything to do with that yeah at yeah. the time as a matter of fact that was in 2004 so if we talk about 2004 that's when i was at the top of my game uh you remember mtv trl yeah total yeah. request live with uh carson Daly. yeah at, there was a time when he did his top 10 and i was in three of the top 10 videos at the same time so Crazy. they would show him and it was blink on eighty two. it was a uh, little scrappy no problem and it was mob deep. It got a deep. Twi- got a it got twisted. twisted. And we, hey, we were, and you know, it wasn't just me. I mean, it was suspect was just deep, but yeah. I, I pride myself in me being, because people that knew me were like, damn, I seen another video. Right. Another fucking video. Right. And then we did that, that layout for Double XL Magazine. So Esteban was on his shit, and I was at the peak of my shit. Um, so that was big, big time. We did a lot of stuff. Some of those shoots took a couple days. Uh, it was actually fun, and at the end of the day, you know, you get paid, you go home for doing some shit that might have gotten you, well, me, yeah. uh, busted before. You know what I right, saying? Right, right, right. And
0: right. what about? And I'm only asking about this because I'm actually a fairly big fan of this dude. Is uh, the game? Oh, the
1: game. Were, uh, did you? What was his video like? Did you have an
0: interesting experience
1: uh-huh. there? I first met the game on that little scrappy no problem video in 2004 if you watch it he's wearing an nwa video nobody knew who he was yet but that's where i met him he was cool he was all right um then i met him again on that um what was it? The uh, Dope Boys? Yeah. Right. That's Dope right, right. Boys. With, with all, damn, Buyo, Buyo was on oh, that one. Buyo, Buyo and all. You had, you had, had like, five like. four dude, homies. You had to
0: weights to the game. There's some yeah. of his tracks. I'm <laughs> fucking lifting weights and getting pissed and like want to throw the weights to the windows and fucking go <laughs> right, crazy. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we were, we, we, you know, your homies were on there. We were on there. And uh, Stevan obviously was behind that. Omar Cruz. Right. Uh, who else was on there? Flaco. There was a few of us on there. But what was crazy is that they had us, the way that it was set up. And if you watch the video you can see but the way it was set up is that we were actually against the game like in other words we were kind of when he walked in we're kind of dogging him or we're like, we're we're not part of his crew we're part of omar cruz's crew and so uh when game was there he was doing his thing with his people uh and i never really mingled with him like that we know a lot of the same people but i don't know game personally i just i met him on set or whatever i know travis travis uh travis barker obviously they paired up to do their thing yeah but he he was more with us because he's you know he's he's on our side you know what i'm saying that's just the way that is and then blink you know i already have a a history with them when i did blink uh that song was one of their biggest songs as far as the videos are concerned because that gave them a whole different aspect i mean that was brought them to a
2: whole nother world right right. you know
1: right and that gave a lot of people an authentic look at some of the stuff that because that was real i mean we were some real heads in that uh Get chased down. Get chased down. All that, shit, all that yeah. L.A. River. I mean, and then Cartoon <laughs> doing his thing at the yeah. end. And we were in the Dogtown projects. We were in Tunerville. We were I mean, we were getting that shit in. Yeah. For real. That yeah, And that videos, shit was fun.
2: Good videos, bro. And then Man. I
1: got paid good at the end. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, the video is, is kind of getting around, getting stuff. I got busted in 04, though. Um, you know, I got caught up in something. And uh, some dudes thought that I was kind of done out there in the streets. And they tried to test me. And I just kind of kind of followed through on something that i needed to do and ended up getting caught up and uh i had some witnesses against me including one of my own so um that's that actually changed the whole game for me because uh in 04 like i said i was at the top of my game in 04 this was in um June, june may it was in may and i got busted and um you know i had uh my charges were were heavy so i had attempted murder um i already have strikes i had uh you know they were trying to give me the gang enhancement the gun enhancement i had prison priors and all that so when i went to court there was a time when i went to court and they were telling me what i was facing and my lawyer was like 99 years two life sentences mm. attempted murder carries life and three strikes carries life they they Now, when we get sentenced, they don't like to just give out life sentences. If anything, they'll give you all these years, LWOP or whatever, life without parole. Mm. But that's what I was facing. Ended up going to the county, and I stayed in the county almost two years fighting that case. But it was looking like I was going to – I was washed. done. I yeah. thought I was going to be washed. So my whole mentality changed, and I went back into the institution, and then I did my thing while I was in there, and I ended up getting – caught up got some you know kites dropped on me ended up in high power but they didn't have enough on me to really have me caught up like that so they ended up sending me the game module again so i went back to the game module went with the homies again but now we're in single man cells so nobody's really touching each other you know what saying it was it just wasn't like that Mm. but um my case took a a a change because i had four witnesses against me so it was uh and the dude that ended up you know he's my so-called victim he wasn't saying anything. Surprisingly, he wasn't one of them, but it was two of his homies, one of their baby mamas, and then somebody I was with. So I'm not going to get into details about it, even mm-hmm. though it's old. I already did my time. It's not about that. But what it is about is that when I was in there, you know, my mind is thinking like, man, I got these dudes. These dudes wanted to start some shit with me because they ran up on me. You know what I'm saying? And I handled my business. And then they turn around and, and, and told on me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just, that's the no-no in the streets. We just don't cooperate. They fought. They, they picked me out of a lineup. They did the whole nine. I'm saying they they stated their name. Uh, and then, should be
2: happening every day too.
1: And then the dude that was with me on one of my own, he got caught up himself for some dope and some other shit. And so they twisted his arm and was like, right. "Well, if you give us yeah. what we want,
2: yeah,
1: we'll help not, you over here. We'll help you over here." And so he, even though he was with me, nothing happened to him. And we all know how that goes. If you're with somebody and they do something, you're 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 an accomplice, yeah, you're an accessory yeah. at least. Right. Nothing ever happened to him, but yet they had me as a keepaway in, in county yeah, jail. Yeah, you know about you know that. What's up. But yeah. um, anyways, he ended up taking his little thing and he gave me up. So I saw a statement with him. It was in my paperwork, and he, you know, that that dime that he was holding, he dropped it. So man. you know what I'm saying? So so I was like, man, my own did it. The rivals did it. Then I brought it up to people, and they didn't seem to really care too much about it. Like what? Nah, nah. That's this and that. Oh, well. It kind of like they want to sweep under the rug. So then I started. That's when I started. My my mind started changing. I'm like, you know what? This this I got better, bigger and better things to do. I've already been exposed to a lot of things. So my be me being in entertainment, even though I went back to the streets after, while I was there, I was exposed to a lot of things. A lot of people were giving me a lot of opportunities that I wasn't ready to take, because I was still too much hood. I was still too much street. But then when I'm there, I'm like, I could be doing all this other shit. I could be on real shit like, like TV shows. Like I was in prison watching uh, CSI, mm-hmm. NCIS, thinking I could be on the shows. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward, I ended up being on those shows because I made my way to do that. So when I got out in 08, you know, I ended up taking a deal. Well, I, I kind of br- brushed through that, but let's just say I, uh, uh, the witnesses ended up switching their stories around so their case got weak. But I didn't want to go to trial looking the way I do. Right, right. Um, right, right I just right. didn't want to take my chances. I right. was in smart. A, in a deal. I wanted to guarantee that I would
2: see the streets.
1: I mean, we're not guaranteed something could happen inside, but I at least wanted to give myself a date.
2: Yeah.
1: When I, when I had just been fighting two, life for two years. Yeah. Right. I wanted to make sure I signed a date so, okay, you're going to get out. Especially
2: when you're fighting from in there, dog. You want to get that deal and get on. Get the fuck on.
0: Yeah. So, so I also pulled up your IMDB from your link tree. Okay. And I see the NCIS, right. which in NCIS, what it says you played. What,
1: what role did you play in NCIS? Oh, I was just a little thug. You know what I mean. There was a couple of us. Uh, if you okay, so I was in the episode that kind of uh, it, it launched the the spinoff for NCIS Los Angeles when they brought LL Cool J and um, right. da- Daniela Rua. You guys familiar with her? She's she's the yeah female. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well they showed us on the ncis and when they brought her on our it was me and a couple a couple other people and um they had us interact with daniela rua when she was barely come on the scene and so she pulls over and she's like hitting one of her uh headlights because she's trying to get information from like a a a wreck like a car auto uh shop and she needed to infiltrate it so she broke her her, her, her headlights, so she could go in there and kind of get some intel on whatever was going on. So when she jumped out of her car and she was popping her shit, we were like, hey, baby, what's up? You, wanna, <laughs> right, you right, want to want right, something right. to handle? Handle it, this, whatever, whatever. Yeah. We're just kind of sitting there laughing and whatever. She pulls her gun and she's like, not today, fellas. And we're like, okay, hey, ooh, whatever. I think i
2: seen that. It, it.
1: it wasn't a big deal. But at the same time, it was big for me because I had watched this show. You know what I in was different busted,
0: circumstances. In different circumstances. Now here then, you
1: are on the set, manifesting right. that shit. Right. So I manifested it; it became a reality, and I got paid at the end. Now
0: listen, and this is not even disrespect. So I see that, and I go, "Oh, that makes sense." Glee.
1: Glee. Okay. Tell me about Glee. Oh man, Glee was fun. Uh, a lot of people look at Glee and they're like, "Well, you're on Glee, singing and dancing," but actually, I played a tattoo artist. Right. So I did. It's kind of a proud moment too, because the main lady, the main actress. Um, Jane Lynch you know with the short hair she's the main lady from Glee I did a tattoo on her back but because it's a comedy and at the time it was the number one show on TV but it it was huge because it's a comedy the whole scenario was that I she wanted a a portrait of herself on her back Mm -hmm. with her name and I spelled her name wrong So, you know, it's a, a tattoo nightmare, basically. Right, of course. Right, right, right. And uh, I spelled her name wrong, and I was like, oh, your name is Sylvester, right, instead of Sylvester. Right, right, right. So right. it was, you know, and, and so, I mean, I didn't have to sell myself out because I, ha- I actually have limits of things that I won't do on screen. Like
0: what, what, what's the limit?
1: Okay, so, for instance, I won't play, I, I won't rat, I won't testify, even on, even on TV, right. I won't be doing no testifying and none of that shit. Right. And I also won't play... Uh, you know, somebody that's like sexual assault, rape, whatever, I won't do none of that shit. Right. I won't do anything that sells somebody else out. Something that I wouldn't do in my real life. Right. Because I still, I still have myself. I'm not an actor. You so, know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm really me. I really live that life and I, I built up my respect and I earned my shit from being solid. And And so for me to, Go back on that just because I'm going to pay for it. I can't see myself in that light. I just can't see it. It's so, not, so is it's not it me. true
0: then when they offer you a role, you're like, before
1: I take it, let me see the role's paperwork. It's not well at the well. <laughs> I have an agent. Well, I, actually, I did have an agent. Uh-huh. I told my agent if they want this or they want that, don't even do it. My agent's like, come on, they're paying good money. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. See, okay, so there was a thing that I did, and people can watch it. The closest thing I ever came to was I stuck a a a a, a, a rod, like a metal pipe, up some dude's ass in prison because <laughs> because he was Damn. in there for. <laughs> Doing something to like a kid or something, right, or like right. a girl. Retribution. So yeah. when he came into my soul, I sliced his face up. Yeah. I tied. I ripped his shirt off and, and and dressed him up like a little bitch. And then when he didn't cooperate, I shoved the pipe up his ass.
0: Right. So, but this is all you know, Hollywood, damn. Hollywood, God, <laughs> Hollywood, <laughs> make
1: believe and whatever, right? But let me tell you, I t- I altered some of my tattoos also so that it wouldn't be. Associated with that with other people not just myself, but my 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 tattoos have to do with other people It's not just about me. I represent all of us in that state If I'm on TV, and I'm doing something I do it bad all of us are gonna look bad That's just the way it is so I take that responsibility on
0: when you're doing a a scene like that and you're you're a grown man And the other guy I'm assuming is a grown man and you guys all know that this is just a scene I mean and you're the guy doing it Right, right How do you, like, walk, is it kind of awkward a little bit? You're like, well, man, this is the part where I'm going to have to shove this fucking rod. Like, is it awkward? Is it a little weird? Or you, it's like, whatever, it's just a job, I don't care. Or did you guys, you know, did, did he say, punch me in the chest so I really feel like I'm really in trouble? <laughs> nah. Method so, acting?
1: so out of everybody that was on that movie, I was the, the one that was, like, authentic. Everybody else were actors. Right. Yeah. So they're with it. That dude knew what he was getting. That dude knew what was coming and He was with it. He was like, yeah, this. Yeah, he was excited. (laughs) But here I come. And I'm, you know, I'm blasted up. And I'm just thugged out. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? And then he's like, oh, you're going to be the one? Yep. And so the whole thing is that the guard actually um, passed me a Bible that was cut out. And it had had the shank in it. So it was kind of like a... Like, I had juice where I was. You know what I mean? The cops yeah. would be like, hey, this is the dude that I was telling you about. Basically, they threw him in my cell so that I could deal with him. Dude, so it was one of those We had story. somebody come on. I can't
0: remember who it was, but he told a similar real-life story where he said there was a situation he was in, and somebody did say, this is the one. And that guy, you know, he took a nap or whatever he did because he <laughs> had took to, a nap. But whatever took it was. A dirt nap. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't find him for a while. Yeah, right, <laughs> Nobody right. was looking. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, so. Yeah, man. So let me ask you this: Is there ever going to be a time then? Because now I'm looking and I'm seeing you brought your friends, but then your friends also brought these mega stars down to the studio. Um, these are the, maybe some of the most beautiful creatures I've ever seen. Real, right? Are here. I mean, I've never seen, Man, dude. I, triceps I on seen a dog up, like that. I only, only I seen
2: them. pictures of these dogs. I never seen them up close and real. Right. So,
0: so, what is your business now?
1: that you're doing with the, with the dogs okay so fast forward um i did uh okay i mean i didn't want to skip right over acting but let me tell you that i got into acting a lot i went in i got into the sag union i even went to school i took a course in college like at el camino college to learn how to do acting i took it serious i didn't just say okay i'm gonna just show up mm. but i did i took my professional courses and i became like a real my, real humble, my
0: humble request is, is that you've lived such an amazing life is that you just come back and we just focus on the acting and do the whole thing.
1: Well, the thing is is that I've actually took a step back from that because, and I'm going to tell you, if you look at, and shout out to Emilio Rivera, he's kind of like, yeah. when I first came on, he was one of the ones that kind of showed me how to be a professional. Yeah, uh, I did a lot of stuff from, with him back then. Uh, Danny Trejo as well. But right. Emilio is actually... He's, he comes from where we come from. Not the same neighborhood, obviously, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. He's, he's one of us. And so for him to get on there and make it, it was aspirations for me to go out there and make it. But if you look at the difference between me and him, if he walks in right here and we strip, let's say we strip down to like a muscle shirt. Mm. He doesn't look like me in that sense. So he's not blasted. And so I started noticing that when I would go to auditions and when I would show up and they would be like, oh, we need this, we need that. They didn't really mean it that much. That's what I'm saying. They want a gangster. They want a thug. They want an inmate. But when you show up and you're blasted and you're identifiable, they start thinking about it like, oh, do we really want to do this? So if it's you and somebody else that's not blasted or if it's you and somebody else that's not you know, all gangstered up or that that's not coming in with that same they're gonna give it to somebody else because then they can alter. They can put tattoos on him that they want. They can say whatever they want about him. They see me and they're like, they have to explain what the fuck is LWS on his head. Mm. If it doesn't have anything to do with the movie, how do they explain it? How do they how do they just it's an elephant in the room. They can't just write that off. You see what I'm saying? That's and
0: interesting. S- so there's parts of you that will commit the story to something that they might not be prepared to commit to because they want to have the ability to change, move, whatever they're
1: going to do. It's Hollywood. They have to do it in their own right. And so there's th- that's the first thing. The second thing is that is this. And if you look at all of my... You're looking at my IMDb. If you look right. at anything, except for the music videos because it's different. But if you look at any of the TV shows, movies, commercials, any of that that I did, basically when they have... And this goes to all the homies or anybody that's thinking about being like a villain on tv villains are there to make the hero look good right no matter what we're always going to lose it's not meant for us to win Mm -hmm. it's rare that you see the bad guy win right i've made a lot of heroes out of a lot of people i've taken lumps i've gotten beat up I've gotten killed I've gotten stabbed Ran over Thrown in a river I've gotten All this shit happened to me I think about that all the time Shit that never happened Or never would have happened To me in real life That's the acting part and it's hard for me to live through that. And then my people that know me see me and be like, damn, that fool took you out like that. that fool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i be like, it's just That's acting. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: about that all yeah. the time because I yeah. see some of these dudes on on various shows and they're like a tough guy on the show, but they're going against maybe, like you were saying, you real tough guys. They fight in a way that would never happen in the right. street. Right. They do a bunch of shit and they win. Right.
1: And right. you're like, man, right.
0: that, fuck that.
1: So it's meant for us to to take those lumps and to make the the hero out of you're part
2: of the collateral damage
1: i am the right? collateral yeah. damage yeah. And, and especially if it's been focused on me i yeah. am the collateral damage yeah. Yeah. do you remember the uh the little scrappy video mob deep remember at the t- at the table uh remember we're sitting at the table and then we're like oh he comes in and we're like what's up you want to play cards and he's like yeah and then we're like don't touch the cards we got your hand yeah, and yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. remember how he just beat all of our asses yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you telling me that shit <laughs> come on Little Scrappy that went. But that video made me mad. <laughs> That's what I'm dog. saying. It makes made us me mad. mad. It made me mad too. I didn't <laughs> even know that it was happening at the time because you don't know until the final result. But I know that I'm like, and I told him. I said, you know, if this was real, it yeah. wouldn't be going down. There. He's like, I know, y'all. Like, I mean, be, cool, hey. be cool. Be cool. No, no he, he just really was. Just the video, man. He was like, yo, essays are crazy. And yeah. the thing about it is, Little Scrappy was only like 17 at the time. He had just got a fresh tap from Cartoon, so he was on his his high horse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he sees us, and he's like, man. And here's a funny story. When he hit me in the head with a bottle, it cut me, for real. Mm. I got cut. And that's why if you see me again, I'm on the stairs and I have a, a bandana on my head, even though they show it in reverse, it's because I got cut. But Manny got me paid a little extra because I got cut. I was like, yeah. Manny was like, we're all leaving right now. There was like 30 of us. He's like, we're all leaving. Let's see, you got, I didn't bring my boy here to get fucked up. Right. And they're like, how do we make it better? You know what I mean? And Manny's like, you know what I'm saying? I got my hand out, whatever, and he he got us broke off, but at the same time, Little Scrappy was like, Man, you know I'm I didn't mean to do that. You know it's you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some real shit. Yeah. Uh little John Alden, they were kinda freaked out because they didn't know if we were gonna snap. They didn't uh-huh. know if we were gonna and I was like, it was kinda fun, so I wasn't really tripping, but I was I was milking it with Manny, like, yeah, yeah fuck that, yeah. we're gonna leave. <laughs> we're, we're gonna start fucking shit up up in here, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna start fucking up your shit. I did you know what I mean?
0: So and, and I don't mean I don't mean in disrespect, but I am curious. Uh, Las Vegas story because the cover, the lady's beautiful on the cover. Uh-huh. What what was
1: that movie or what was that? Las Vegas story. Uh, that was with uh, Rob, What's his name? Uh, Eric Roberts. Right. Who I want to say is uh, Julia Roberts' brother. Yeah. I worked with him twice on two different movies, Las Vegas story, and on a, uh, a movie called Christmas in Compton. That was that was pretty good too because that one had a couple other people, but. The one in Las Vegas, it was a low-budget movie. Uh, Byron Q was the director. He brought me on. He wanted me to play Trouble, uh, a gangster drug dealer. Uh, I brought a little homie from Pico on uh, with me, um, Chubbs. Uh, and we we he played my sidekick. And basically, we loaned this dude some money. But he was in, like, some gambling debt. Uh, you know, he owed some other people some money. Then he, he was, like... Uh, you know, he was holding us up, trying to pay or whatever, so we ended up pulling up on him and we beat his ass and it was fun. You know what I'm saying? It was just more gangster shit that we got to do. Yeah. And uh I ended up crashing a car. We had on a high speed chase. I ended up crashing and I mean it was fun. It was it was it was good. I ended up working with Eric Roberts too on a couple other things. And I worked with his daughter, um uh Emma Roberts, right here by the pier on the beach, uh with uh Emma Roberts and uh what's Franco? Uh Dave Franco. Which is what's his name's little brother, right? Uh, oh
2: yeah. Uh, what's that big actor? It was the Franco. Something Franco. James, James, James Franco. James Franco. So his little brother. Remember James Franco. I do remember yeah. James Franco. So
1: Dave Franco was the his little brother. He was the youngster. They played a couple, and they were it was just some crazy. I had to walk up out of the blue from the pier. I just walked up out of the out of the dark, and then they they ran off because they were on some lovey dovey shit. So. It's kind of cool. to end up working with the father and daughter in that sense, and the father twice. But the Vegas, it was like a little low budget thing. It was fun. It wasn't. It didn't really hit theaters. oh straight to DVD. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, uh, at this time, then, so how do you? Where do we go to see these beautiful dogs? How okay, do people so, go- so that's what I wanted to get to. So I started kind of leaving the entertainment little alone a little bit because I realized that I can only make it so much. They right. weren't going to make me a Pacino or a De Niro. Right. There's a ceiling. There's a ceiling for me because even though, like you said, I was one of the first ones that you saw blasted up like that, was out there like that, but now everybody's doing it. So it's not that big of a deal no. per se gotcha. as, as far as like me walking around. I could be anybody, but in the movie industry, they still want to keep it clean. So that's why you won't really see it. At least we're not there yet. Homies that are blasted up, affiliated, with identifiable you don't see stuff that you know and you recognize oh that's such and such from whatever right right. and and so i know that i can't make it big no matter how many classes i take no matter join union no matter how many sets i've been on i realize that they only see me as a typecast actor
2: and and because you were in so early on once they just see you too too much and there's no ceiling you just
1: they got to bring the new guy in right Right. And there's a bunch of new guys. Rob and, lot, right. And they don't have the same affiliated tattoos. Uh they don't have the same background. You know, it's just different. So therefore they're able to come on and, and do their thing. And uh some of the homies, like for instance, uh what's his name? Uh, man, I draw blanks right now. Uh Luis. Um you know, he had his Aslan on his neck. Um and he took it off. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I mean? And uh, him and his brother, uh, Daniel, they had, they got that, that uh, what is it, uh, Breaking Bad. They got that Salamanca Brothers gig. Now they're on Better Call Saul. He had his neck blasted, and uh, he ended up taking it off, which was a good move for him because now right. he has he his. Open
2: up to do more shit.
1: Well, he got his niche. I don't know that he did a lot more, but he found something that it, he set. As long as they have a need for the Salamanca Brothers, who are their known assassins. He's, he's set. And they wouldn't have gave him that if he wouldn't have took that shit off his throat because then they would have had to explain it. Well, what does that mean? Right, 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 right. And, and as you see, this one's faded. I've taken some of it off, but they, they don't have a part for me. Even um, they've had to cover some of my shit. Or, or I was on major crimes and they put another hood. They were the East River Gangsters. So they put another hood on me to explain that I was in a gang, but it wasn't the gang that, right. you know what I'm saying? It was something that they made up. They don't want to continue to do that. They couldn't show me from certain angles because of that.
2: Is is is? Are you at a place with it where you're like, damn, it's this, and I invest the time, and then now it's like I'm on to other things? Or is it like, do you look at it and take it like, you know what? I got to have fun. I got to do that. I got to learn a lot, meet people, and now I'm, I'm off to
1: some other things. Well, thing. I'm not saying I'm done. Okay. I'm just saying that I know that I can't put all my eggs in that basket. Gotcha. Right. Because it's there's a limit to what they'll allow me to do we're not there yet right but as you see with a with acting you can act until the day you die i mean there's a role for everybody so if any time in the future down the line whether it be next year 10 years 20 years if there's a spot for me i already know the business
2: right and you're I'm already, already a, sagged and all that shit. all
1: that professional business i know and the connections that i have when they see me and they say oh like you put on my mdb right there those are credits like i got street credit those credits. are those are movie credits right You can't take that away from me. So Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, I...
2: Yeah, those are etched in history.
1: I immortalized myself in that sense. So you can still see people from 100 years ago that are dead, that are on movies, TV, whatever. You're going to see me for a long time. And I've been on things that... Music videos, movies, uh, TV shows that have been seen by billions (laughs) around the world. So I know that I'm etched in in history i know that
0: so so you diversified your portfolio
1: with the pitbulls what kind of pitbulls bulls are these? okay so let me let me finally get to it cuz i didn't want to skip over the the entertainment no, stuff yeah. because yeah. people yeah. are going to want you're going to have to
0: come back in and we're going to have to do
1: all this <laughs> this so much to it it's a, a two part
0: this right here We're on hour 207 We a, yeah. never have people This yeah, long Let's give, give you a five two part,
2: part. <laughs> <laughs> We got five. a good two part right now <laughs> yeah, we Let's do. do the
1: dogs Okay so So the dogs So Since I was a baby All my life I've had dogs Right Okay When I was young I want to say about six, seven One of my cousins He was older than, He was like an uncle But he had a pit bull And He used to walk around That dog Badass His name was Truck Truck Bad Bad yeah. and I used to be like that fucking dog is bad so I used to go over to the house I wanted to play with that dog I wanted to, I wanted to walk him he would never let me walk him and I used to play with him do- outside throw the ball I used to throw there was this wall we used to play handball on and on the other side of the ball was a neighbor and had a pool so we used to play handball and whenever the ball would go over the dog would jump over the six foot wall and go get it Yeah. So, he, so I was like this fucking dog is badass I've never seen a dog like this in my life and, and I've been in love with pit bulls ever since then so, it, you know, fast forward through the hood, in the hood, and in like even just being a badass. You know, pit bull and badass kind of always went together. Yeah, it's sure. the badass dog. It's the badass dog. So you they see, try to criminalize those dogs. They're so badass. Right. So, but as we know, those dogs, they're you know they're. It's all about how you make them, how you train them, how you raise them, um, how you bring them up, and there are different bloodlines, different temperaments, and everything is completely different. Some people. Bred them for for game, which I mean fighting, and that's what they were originally bred for. Right, um, they were made by the bull terrier and the bulldog to create the pit bull, which is the ultimate fighting machine because it had so much power in such a small frame, athletic, jump, and 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 they're fearless. Right. They don't know how to stop. They don't know how to give up. They won't curl up and they won't they won't you know ball up in, in in a ball. They don't know. They fight to the death. That's all they know. But because of that, they also have the the strength and ability to harm some shit so if somebody gets harmed then boom there it is and and after that it was just like everything else when they want to stigmatize something it's in the right. media and they right. do it so yeah. any dog that's mixed with the pit bull is considered a pit bull mix and it's considered you know on that list right they don't they don't a lot of places won't let you rent from them if you have that dog they won't let you come in anywhere have anything to do with them if you have anything that has to do with a pit bull so forward down uh bb being the hood um you know we used to do backyard breeding we had the red noses we used to have the puppies we used to be slanging puppies a couple hundred bucks two three hundred bucks to the homies you know oh we got another litter our little female had another litter with the homies dog down the street so we were kind of in that in a, in a, in more or less uh um you know like uh not professional you know yeah, what I'm underground market. it was almost. like it was way underground and so <laughs> that just goes on to this day yeah, sure hell yeah um so I started getting into the dog game and learning about pedigree dogs in uh when I got out in ninety-nine and in two thousand. In two thousand one, um I had a homie, uh Jack Kohola, shout out to Jack. He was part of the the Gaudi Line tree. So Gotti line, Richard Barajas and all them, um, they were part of the they basically got a dog that was a blue dog at the time it was a blue pit. Before that, everyone was like red nose, chocolates, brindles, white ones. But when the blue nose When that came on, everybody was like, Blue knows this, Blue knows that. It was the top dog. So there was this dog. His name was uh, Notorious Juan Gotti. He came on the scene. (laughs) I love this. Okay? He came on the scene, and he blew everybody's mind. And uh, they created what's called the Gotti Line. And uh, so in 2001, there was this dog named Monster. He was a Gotti Line son. Monster, uh, Westside Monster, or Monster Hohola. And I knew the owner, Jack Hohola. So Jack ended up getting a... um, a Little spot in my hood on Crenshaw on 135th, and he had this little kennel operation going on right there. He had his dogs there, he used to do dog training, and he would bring out this dog monster. This dog monster, he had him trained like that, but he was a killer, though. He was a killer, but he had him trained. So I would go over there and I would see what he was doing with the dog, and I was like, How the fuck do I get into these dogs? He started showing me how when we were selling dogs for two, three hundred dollars, he was selling dogs for two, three thousand dollars, right? And I was like, What the fuck? I mean, you're the same dogs. You're doing the same work. You're picking up the same dog shit. But the difference is the pedigrees, the bloodlines. Right. You know, where do they dogs come from? Uh, So once I learned that game, I said, oh, this changes everything. So in 2001, I got my first pedigree dog, and it was a gaudy line pit. That's what we called them back then, the gaudy line pits. So I raised my dogs. I did my thing for a couple years. But then in 2004, like I said, I was still all involved in the streets. So in 2004, when I got busted, I lost everything, including my dogs everything i'm I'm talking everything that i had that i own cars everything i lost my dogs and during that time in 2004 from 04 to 08 was when the american bully was created and the american bully came out of the, the 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 pit so in in the west coast we had the gaudy line pits on the east coast they had a bloodline um called razor's edge and uh you know they they started becoming mainstream there was a homie memo who helped create like a a atomic dog magazine so they were bringing them to uh magazines and showing these dogs and bringing them to light they weren't just dogs anymore but they were commodities they were like like somebody had their badass car somebody pulled up with a badass dog and this dog had big neck big head big bone just all the things that we look for and we're like damn but it's a dog like the dog is alive like I mean people have cars and They love to build cars But at the end of the day You put your car away And that's it But these dogs They come home with you They can sleep next to you You could take them with you As you see Like they're living right. creatures So dogs were created Actually pets were created like people had pets to help for a couple of things. One was to protect. Another thing was to help with like scraps, like food and different things so that we didn't leave scraps around so that other, other animals wouldn't come and other creatures wouldn't Bears. come. Bears, raccoons, whatever it was, depending on where you were in the world, when you had like a dog, it would help you against other animals. It would help feed, you know, eat all your scraps. It would yeah. protect your children. That's right. what they're known for. So it was one of the family members. So you fast forward to now... Pets are on a whole different level. So when I was able to put it together and say, oh, I, c- I could put the dogs and like a business together, I realized I could do that. So when I got out in 08, um, I learned how they took the, the, the dog to a, a mainstream effect. And they brought, they, they created what's called American Bully. American Bully was created by mixing the pit, the pit bull originally with the uh, Staffordshire Bull Terrier. That was the original mix. But when you talk about bully breeds, there's like 15 different dogs that fall into the bully breed category. Yeah. So now when you talk about a bully, it's actually a mixture of different types of bully breeds depending on what you want. Not everybody will talk about this, but if you want them big, you cross them with something big like a Mastiff. Right? Fuck. Have you you, ever seen a Mastiff? Those are big motherfucking dogs. Right. So now we have bullies that are 150 pounds, 170 pounds, but they're considered bullies because they have the bloodline, Uh but then they're mixed. So that's the background. But if you see these, they're 30 pounds.
0: Right. So they're how small, come they're so they're small?
1: Okay, so so when I started, okay, so let me get to in 08, I got out, I got right into the dog game. In 2010, I started my own uh, my own basically my own kennel crew. It's called Connected Bullies. Right. When I started it, I you know, I came out on my own and I had a few dogs and then I started kind of recruiting and getting like some of my homies from my hood, some different people. Then I got on the internet, Facebook, this was before Instagram. Uh, Instagram wasn't out yet, but Facebook was on. People started hitting me up. And I used a lot of my influences from the entertainment and turned it around and helped grow my dog business. Sure. So a lot of people that are in the entertainment, they come from different backgrounds, whatever. But people from all backgrounds like dogs. It so I would show know. up to sets, and I would bring some of my dogs with me. And people are like, oh, throw the dog in there. Oh, we got to have the dog. Throw the dog. A Esteban, I'd pull up, and go, oh, throw the dog. We got And then next thing you know, I have my dogs in magazines. I have my dogs. I kind of forced it on people without really letting them know. I kind of would pull up with the shirt. Kind of, if you take a picture of me, you're going to see it. You can't do anything about it. It's there. Right? <laughs> so I'm kind of just self-promoting Yeah, my promoting stuff the shit out of this. You is. have to. So, it's um, the American way. Right. That's how we get down. <laughs> that's right. So in 2010, I started that. I started, um, I got a female. Uh, she was a King Gaudy daughter. I acquired her and I bred her too. And then I got reacquainted with... Uh, you know the the creator of gaudy line which is richard barajas and he had a, a dog at the time and so i ended up breeding to that dog back to him and because he was still at the top of his game uh it just brought me it elevated my game right so me and him did some things and now i'm dealing with people from other countries other states and whatever and so i i kind of i kind of like uh mapped out my own little way in that stage you know what i'm saying and so fast forward now i've here we are in 2022 Uh, 12 years later since I created I have uh, 7 generations That I've produced Back to back to back to back And I've raised That one on the left right there She's actually a 5th generation What's her name? Her name is Little Mamas Little Mamas And she's a grandma So I have 7 generations uh, 2 behind her The one on the right She's a different story Because she actually was imported from China That's a $25,000 female That we put in on and uh imported her over and we have big plans for her but it's taken a while for the plans to come out but she's gonna have her time what's her name her name is roxy road roxy road so these two homies that are here uh they're my partners they're they're part of my my kennel club yeah and so uh they actually approached me and were like what's up man we know about you we know you are we want to we want to with you on the dogs and I was like, cool, let's, let's see what's up. And then, you know, fast forward, I end up meeting them, seeing what's up. We know a lot of the same people, uh, you know, and, and they're from another neighborhood that I'm not from. But like I said, you know, we were rivals back in the day. But here we are. Fast forward to more mature things, more we're beyond that. Plus, dogs bring everybody together. Plus, the dogs are bringing everybody together. So that's not to say that his homies don't like or their homies don't like them messing with me. Maybe they don't. So my homies might not like me messing with them. But we're beyond that, right? We're, we're 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 pushing way beyond that. Like I said, if you've been done time, you know how it is to be around rivals or whatever. But now we're doing it on the streets. Now we're doing that shit in big business. We're we're trying to make money. We're establishing our our way, right? And with the dogs, it's just another way for me to get down with something that I like doing. I like having dogs. Um, I have like fifteen dogs at home right now, and, and and and. You ever mess with a dog whisper? You ever meet that dog whisperer dude on the rollerblades? Man, okay, so let me tell you about this guy. If you watch a show called uh, I Love My Pit Bull, yeah. he did a documentary about the pit bull, and I'm on that. Are you? I'm on that. But but, I just asked that question out of the blue. So, but I'm not on that for a good thing. They showed my picture with me with one of my dogs, and when he's explaining
0: that... That's our audio engineer. He just got back from DJing at the bake sale. Dope. He's over there with the dogs. Yeah, he did dog and knock him out. Man. He <laughs> loves dogs.
1: So, um with the whole uh I love my pit bull thing as that dude is explaining his theory on pit bulls, what they need, what they mean, and so on and so forth. He's actually showing how the pit bull came from the hoods and from the ghettos. And he shows me it was me and another homie, Jasper from two and three. He shows us with our dogs, and he's like, these have become um, a status symbol for gang members. And he shows me, and he shows the homies. So, actually, he's doing it in a derogatory sense. Right. And a lot of people hitting me up, like, this dude's dogging you on TV. Yeah. What the, the fuck is going whispers on? dog whisperer's dogging you. Dog whisperer dog me on TV. That. Fuck
2: that dog whisper. Fuck that dude. Hey, dude. Fuck that fool. Don't watch the dog whisper. Right. Don't fucking Don't
0: take fuck his him. rollerblades and shove right, up. Right, right, up wait, right, You
2: need to wait for Big Troubles his right. motherfucking show to come
0: out big trouble whisperer man this dude gonna fucking show you how to really raise some down and the truth about no, not only we
1: the truth- haven't already done the show
2: or is that oh, that's, no, that's in, no, the no, it's in the
1: works no we got we, we're coming Okay. We're coming. We're going to show about dude, the dog business. You, need to, you need, they need to have
2: a. We need, need to have the show on the book. On the, He's got 15, on, 15 Connected bullies, bullies, bro.
1: Dude, not only that. On CBS. <laughs> he was talking <laughs> about
0: these bullies like they were like thoroughbred racing horses. Yeah, He's like, are, to
1: me, they are. Me like they are. Right. Horses. To me, they are. And I look at them like that. And that's one of my inspirations when I see thoroughbred racing horses. That's, some, that's the way that I approach my dogs. I, I build pedigrees, I build the bloodlines. I'm I'm very particular. in in how I go about breeding them what what the pedigree is going to look like and then I study the genetics I know what genetics are going to make what there's a color palette, there's like dog genetics and if you put certain genetics together they create genetics certain looks, certain things, colors like she's a chocolate Uh, this one right here is a blue brindle she's a fawn but she carries chocolate so she can actually throw one of those even though she doesn't show it. So you're a a geneticist uh, in a sense, yeah. Yeah, so sure. it's, like, it's
2: like with fucking horses or with like PBR bulls, you know? Right. They're controlling everything right. to Man, try and get the...
0: He's got to come the, back because I want to. I actually want to know the science behind... Because I know that to a certain extent, some of the color stuff's logical and then other pieces of it, it just by visual wouldn't make sense, but these two coming together makes this.
1: Right, because you can have two carriers and create a visual and the two carriers will not be visual. So right. you can have two dogs that are blue carry chocolate and they can have chocolate babies matter of fact we did that he, he has a uh fawn female and my boy is um, he's a blue ghost try uh carries brindle carries uh chocolate man. and threw a whole litter of chocolate chocolate uh offspring man and we were like what the fuck we didn't think we were get all chocolate i thought i was gonna get one he threw all chocolates so it's uh it's something that we do you got to be Science. Yeah, I got to be in the, in the lab like a mad doctor, like Frankenstein, right. putting this shit together.
0: Well, I was wondering why you wore a white lab coat down here. Right. You
1: know? <laughs> right. Well, that's What do you think about that? That's one of my creations right there. And then with her, she's going to help us create some new ones. So that's uh, that's actually right there is a two-times Crunch daughter. Crunch is, he's known a lot of people in America don't have Crunch offspring. Right. Because, uh. And actually with this like import-export thing That they put on us It's harder to get stuff now We got her last year right before it cut off Last summer So uh, a lot of people are going to be on that When she has her babies And then we're going to run her back to my stuff That I've created my bloodline And it's going to come back together
0: So man I got a million questions But one of them is like is it hard to get them – because, like, dogs are – I mean, part of being called a dog is because everybody knows dogs are kind of horny and da, da 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 Is it hard to get them together when you want to
1: make it happen? So, okay, so with these dogs, a little bit more difficult because, as you see how small they are. Right. Um, nothing with them happens natural. No shit. So – let me give you a rundown. So, for instance, with her, when I know she's coming into heat, which is going to be next month because she's like clockwork every six months she goes into heat. Mm. She's going to go into heat, too, because she just happened to fall into that same category. So when they go into heat, the first thing we do is, oh, we got, a, we got somebody swelling up. Then we got a bleeder. Once they're, we know they're bleeding, then we take them to the vet to get progesterone tested. So what we're doing is we're looking for the pH levels for the estrogen. So that we know when their peak day is. It's not by chance. We have to make sure that we know that when we breed them, it's going to be at the highest point of of expectation. We want that highest chance for them to get pregnant. If we just randomly do it,
0: it's it's
1: a crapshoot. But we're doing it on purpose, on point. Letting the science dictate when we do it. And then we make sure we come together. So, like, for instance, last time I bred her, I I imported some shit from uh, some juice from New York. So they the, the the stud is actually in New York, sent me the juice through FedEx. Next day, I got it. The next day in the in the morning, and then we 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 did the breeding. How do they get the juice out of the stud? Okay, so you have to collect.
0: I mean, I understand. I'm asking, how do they? Collect? You've been
2: collecting for a yeah. long time. Yeah. You know exactly. How I, I know what I'm doing. That. I'm just kind of <laughs> curious,
0: Same. like, do they have, like, Same. you know, Same. like, because in uh, in the horse situation, I think on Jackass, I saw. They got like a, a leather sheath and they yeah. just do the thing no, and they just, got a cup at the just end. Just
1: gloves and a, and a bag. Just, <laughs> and just, then do they freeze it and send it? Or right. No. That, well, it depends on if it's only freeze it if it's going to be either overseas. It's going to take a while because when you freeze it, then it's good for forever. Man. It loses its potency, but it's good for forever. You can use it 50 years later. But, right. but when we're doing it like overnight or a like couple of days, we just we put it on ice. Right. So it's cooled. Uh, it's sent in a... Um, uh, it's like uh, insulated with ice. It's in like a styrofoam, whatever. Right. They send the next day like, we cut Like an open. organ transplant. It is like that. And so I have my vet, um, and he does uh, what we do is uh, uh, surgical insemination. Got it. So they get cut open, and then that juice gets put directly into the ovaries. Wow. And they're pregnant in an hour. Ten minutes, you know what I mean? They're, wow. it's, it's, and it's already how many, working. How many typically puppies can they have at a time? Oh, uh, I mean, we've had anywhere. I mean, I've had litters of one. I've also had litters of ten. Man. And so, do they
2: do, when she gives birth, she'll give C-section. birth naturally? Oh, they have to cut them open and pull them out? Because they're so small. Oh, so small. our
1: bigger dogs, we just throw two, two dogs in there. When she's ready, when she's flagging and she's letting them, we'll just throw the dogs in there let them do it. And then she'll just, when she's going to deliver, she'll just throw them out. She'll just drop them. She'll get up and they'll just fall out. Man. But when they're small like this, we have to do it surgically. We have to do it like C-section. You have to make sure because if not, then they can't push those puppies out. They're too small. Their birth canals are tiny. Yeah. We also have the the, the studs usually have bigger heads. We're trying to get bigger bones, bigger shoulders, necks, rear ends. That's tough on the birth canal. A lot of them get stuck. Yeah. so the first time mine got stuck I had oh. to call over somebody I've been doing C-section since that was 10 years ago you've been doing C-section well, I don't do it myself oh, I, I didn't, have, I didn't right, know right. you had a pair of
0: scissors yeah. Yeah.
1: no I have my guy I mean I, I could do it if I need to but I like to have uh, my professional guy come he's yeah, a second generation vet Trouble. What where what they? Work? so <laughs> yeah.
0: give us a rundown give, give he's gotta a, come give back give us <laughs> a
1: rundown
2: on where you can where people can find you and where people can find you and Connected Bullies
1: Okay, so, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not really big on social media. I know that's like the age we live in, but I'm not, I'm not really all that hungry to be like an Instagram star, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I have it. I have an Instagram. You can find me at Big Trouble OG. Uh, you might find some stuff on there. I don't really get too personal uh i'm more of a private person you know i mean i'm telling you guys here mm. now but i don't just put my stuff all out there sure you're not going to see me on there acting the floor making an ass of myself that's just mm. not my get down yeah. but um i try to get people to understand that you can come from where i come from you can have that same background and you can be a professional you can own businesses you can do what you got to do it's all about the mindset uh we didn't even talk about drugs doing drugs we didn't talk we didn't cover none of that but at the same time uh, a lot of people
2: come back in yeah yeah come, come back
1: for i'm just saying people do what they got to do for whatever they got to do it for we and, know that and, and, and i mean i smoke weed so i mean i do my thing that's all i do now. i don't drink no more i don't yep. i don't i don't pop nothing no more yep. but people do what they got to do because that's what they feel everybody does what they got to do but are they doing it or is it doing them but if i got
0: to Get a connected bully. <laughs> How do I say,
1: man? I love these dogs. How can I get one? Do I go somewhere to get it, or what do I do? Um, well, I got a, I got an Instagram for them too. Connected Bullies, uh, Connected Bully Line also, and yeah. hit up my boys right here, Connected Bullies Southland. Okay, they're from uh, South LA. Um, follow them as well. You're gonna see they just getting started here with with the dog stuff, but they got other things going on. Um, Are they related? They're, <laughs> they're brothers I was like looking at them I'm like they're Brothers They're actually identical twins Yeah Yeah Right So they didn't just switch shirts on you <laughs> yeah, I was like looking at them I'm like, I'm like.
0: But yeah. yeah It'd be cool to get twin dogs with them too
1: That's Topo That's twin right there They got their own thing with um, uh, They get down with tattooing They do some graffiti art They're sure. artists they, they get down um, But they're getting heavy with the dogs with me I mean they got I mean I don't know how many dogs you got over there Like Six Five Six Himself. And yeah. then he's, gonna, he's already getting a couple. He's getting, for sure, whatever's coming off of that and some other stuff we got going. So, I mean, they, they're they in it the deep. Um, so you can hit me up, uh, Connected Bullies. Uh, I have a website, but I'm going to redo my website. But as of right now, to see, like, a history, you could uh, go to connected ConnectedBullies, ConnectedBullyDynasty.com.
2: Nice. ConnectedBullyDynasty.com.
1: Um, right. And uh, you can see the history of, like... Um, how I started my bloodline. Yeah. Some of my, uh, my uh, production and also how I uh, put them in the movies. I got dogs in movies, music videos and whatnot. Right. So look out for that. I've Are been kind of quiet NBA lately. Is dogs but... going
0: to be in Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun? In uh, a jet flying around? I mean, I'm down. They just got to hit me up. <laughs> so right.
2: check it out. Go follow Big Trouble OG on IG. You'll be yes, able sir. to check out his bullies, Connected Bullies. Get at him. Maybe DM if you're really interested. You better be Sir, serious. You better be with serious, his, yeah. With his partners as well. Right. Gorgeous dogs. These are beautiful. beautiful appreciate it. And, uh, man, Trubbs, it was, it was great having you know, down. Man. Yeah. And I need you back down again, brother. <laughs> yeah, like, we I need I wanna, to talk wanna, about I, drugs. We need to get... To, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> we can't
0: even talk about drugs. And man.
2: I want to have you guys on next time so we can really go into just, uh,
0: just the dogs, man. We'll and, do well, a whole Blue show Eyes just on dogs. Sh- set up a small little dog mic. So that we can hear from little mamas, right? She can come over there and say her little piece. Yes, sir.
2: That's sure it, is. you guys. This is how we do it on the west side right here, right? all <laughs> right, right, right? Big shout-out to Big Trubs coming in today, taking time Thank to come you. to do this show. And he's going to be on again. We're going to do more with this guy.
1: Yeah. Appreciate you guys
2: having me. Yeah, of Absolutely. course. And uh, com Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Fridays. Check it out. We got, we're dropping new shows. Um, www.supermaxhardware.com We're dropping a Summer Collection capsule June 3rd So keep an eye out for that CookiesSF.com And VibesPapers.com Peep us out
0: All right Hey Ovando Bowen We wear braids to court Let the tomahawks fly The best legal representation That money can buy Mm -hmm. Also HardluckShow.com L.A. Crime Mixtape Get it Learn it Live it We also got the Art of War audiobook done by Big Lux himself, man who's survived many wars. Get it. Uh, And coming soon, Proto Episodes, the early shit that we didn't drop on it because it was just too, too heavy, too scary, too outrageous, too unfiltered. Now you can get it. Uh, And Sean at... Sean at MoveMental.media. Yeah, if you got a bake sale or a kid event, he's DJing. (laughs) What else? Sean at movemental.media.
1: www.movemental.media. For? For all your audio and podcasting. There you go. Hit me up.
0: Hit him up. All
2: right. Like we do about this time, we're out of here from the Hard Luck Show. Hasta la vista.
0: Big drum. Big